skill platform for entrepreneurs. Skillfront. www.skillfront.com. Program book. Skillfront Entrepreneur Program. Foundations of Business and Entrepreneurship. This audiobook has been generated by using the Mac OS text-to-speech technology. As Skillfront, we thank Apple for making this technology available for us. Hi everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. Thank you very much for getting the Skillfront Entrepreneur Program, Foundations of Business and Entrepreneurship audiobook. My name is Yella Zobergefell. We will be producing today the audio version of the renowned Skillfront book, Skillfront Entrepreneur Program, Foundations of Business and Entrepreneurship, written by the team of the Skillfront. As we know, audiobooks are wonderful tools in terms of getting knowledge of the world with ease. You can feel free to listen to this audiobook while you are sitting and relaxing on your couch with your cup of coffee or tea, while you are driving, while you are commuting, while you're walking, while you're training, or even while you're working without any interruption in your usual routine. And yet, I want to encourage you to get a hand at the ebook version of Skillfront Entrepreneur Program, Foundations of Business and Entrepreneurship as well. I believe the content presented in this audiobook will make more sense and it will become more helpful to you if you review and digest the figures, images, graphs, and charts, which you can only see in the ebook version of this audiobook. Are you now ready to get started? Yes. If so, then let's get started. Dedication to all of the Skillfront entrepreneurs, thank you for inspiring us, keeping us focused, and making sure we do our best to guide you to execute ideas, grow businesses, and dominate your markets online and offline. We are proud of seeing you while you serve your clients at your highest levels possible and positively influence their lives that wouldn't happen otherwise. Without you, your engagement, and your loyal support, Skillfront could not come where it is today. Welcome to the Skillfront. As to methods, there may be million and then some, but skills are few. The one who grasps skills can successfully select his or her own methods. The one who tries methods, ignoring skills, is sure to have trouble. Ralph Waldo Emerson Essayist and poet, New Year's Eve 2010. As the rest of the world went about celebrating the dawn of a new year heading into 2011, I lay in my bed, next to my baby, who was born less than four short months ago. My husband sat next to me, and I can still remember the sound of fireworks set off in the neighborhood. I could see the colors of fireworks, reflecting off my husband's face. He turned and looked at me, while tears were pouring down my cheeks, and he said, you didn't sign up for this, we're going to fix it. I lay down and put my hands back behind my head, closing my eyes, I felt every aspect of my being filled with rage. My mind raced back to the winter, nearly 12 months before, to me getting promoted to a leadership position at one of Switzerland's largest local banks. As the manager of the busiest branch in the middle of the city of Zurich, I was leading 30 to 40 employees, contractors, and agency staff. To this day, I can't help but marvel at the thousands of working hours, the millions of Swiss francs, and the enormously complex processes necessary to make a simple financial investment product shown in our portfolio of products. And yet, there I was lying, heading into 2011, with a termination letter in my hand. It turned out that my employer didn't want to occupy their demanding positions with mothers of newborn babies. They couldn't wait any longer and quickly sent me my notification at the end of my 12 weeks of officially deserved maternity leave. At this moment, you may be wondering why I didn't go back to my corporate career, although I could have reasonably quickly find another job, 
Given my qualifications and job experiences, even if I had this big obstacle of having a few months old baby, let me tell you this. The shock of getting fired helped me admit three very important things that I haven't been entirely honest to myself before. 1. Large companies move slowly. Good ideas often died on the vine simply because they had to be approved by too many people. 2. Climbing the corporate ladder is an obstacle to doing great work. I wanted to focus on getting things done and making things better, not constantly positioning myself for promotion. Politics and turf wars are an inescapable part of the daily experience of working for a large company. 3. Frustration leads to burnout. I wanted to enjoy my daily work experience, but instead, I felt like I was running a gauntlet each day. It began to affect my health during my pregnancy, happiness, and relationships with my husband, friends, and family. The longer I thought of these facts, the more I realized I wanted out. I desperately wanted to work on my own terms, as an entrepreneur. The next 10 years took me on a journey, trying to bring up my baby become a good wife, and transform myself into the practical scientist to unlocking measurable results in every area of my life every day, a scientist I call the skill front entrepreneur, my name is Yelis Obergefell, I am a married woman, I am a mother, I am a businesswoman, and most important, I am a skill front entrepreneur, I train entrepreneurs at all levels, from want to be entrepreneurs to owners of large enterprises, to execute ideas, grow businesses, and dominate their markets online and offline. I wasn't trying to become an expert. In fact, I wasn't even sure what being an expert meant. I was, and I am still trying to be a student of my own passion, helping and serving other entrepreneurs succeed in business. I wanted to set myself free after getting laid off. I had no clue that what would start with a decision to change my life would transform into a global movement thanks to the principles, frameworks, and support of Skillfront the skill platform for entrepreneurs. I started the idea of Skillfront in 2011 with zero knowledge of marketing, sales, persuasion, closing, e-commerce, or automated digital marketing systems. On top of that, I had never delivered a service that was 100% created by me, and I had spent most of my career selling other services. From 2011 to 2014, I struggled to get the message I felt in my heart and soul out to the world. Although we were having some mild success, I was paralyzed trying to figure out not only the psychology of being a female leader with my message, but also the science and technology to sustain and scale my business. I have always been an avid learner, but before I decided to learn everything I could about how I can succeed as an entrepreneur, most of what I read was fiction. If there is one thing I am good at it, it is taking in a huge amount of information and distilling it into essentials. I am a synthesist by nature and my travels through the business literature quickly became an exercise in separating the diamonds from the rough. The more I learned, the more helpless I felt. For every great resource I found, I had to process 10 other resources to figure out how to apply that resource in practice to excel on my own entrepreneurship journey. I started to wonder, how much of what's out there, and there is a lot out there, I really needed to know. How could I separate practical business and entrepreneurship skills from the dry theory and technobable? I only had so much time and energy, so I started searching for a filter, something that would direct me to the useful skills and keep me away from the chaff. The more I searched, the more I realized it didn't exist, so I decided to create the skill front. As of this moment, 143,487 skill front entrepreneurs are actively using the skill front platform to quickly get their ideas, products, and services out to the world. 
I don't share that with you to impress you. To some of you hearing this, that is a big thing, and to others, it's nothing. I share it to demonstrate what is possible when you learn, lift, and leverage the practical science and art of being an entrepreneur while combining those skills with lessons you are going to earn in real practice. So take a deep breath. It's time for you to unlock the blueprint of success as an entrepreneur and get to work. Welcome to the Skillfront. Yelis Obergefell, Skillfront, Co-Founder, Vice President, Entrepreneur Experience. Become a bit better than you, every day. Before you can be great, you must be good. Before you can be good, you must be bad. Before you can be bad, you must try. Jim Edwards, Copywriter and Internet Marketer. The key to success, model the best. During one of the seminars I attended more than a decade ago in Nashville, Tennessee, I had one of the most significant aha moments in my personal and entrepreneurial growth journey, which impacted my business more than everything else I learned until today that was the discovery of thoughtful modeling to build my own skills and career. Children use modeling all the time to learn how to speak, use tools, or tie their shoes. If you look at it carefully, modeling is not only essential to build new skills, but also it's necessary for the continuity of skills, lessons, know-how, and the world's intellectual and cultural legacy from one generation to another. One caveat here, I have seen and met many people who mix modeling with copying someone else's materials, patents, works, ideas as there, and use them for their own goals. Don't do this. That is illegal and unethical. What I mean with thoughtful modeling is, 1. Look for a business that is already successful in your chosen field or a leader who has created the kind of life you want to live. 2. As Tony Robbins rightly put out there, success leaves clues. Find them. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. Those who have succeeded before you have done so, followed a plan, and you can do the same thing. Look into their history and their eyes to the top. How did they get to where they are today? What kind of obstacles and setbacks did they face, and how did they overcome them? What are their philosophies about their work and their life? 3. Use this information to build the path of your success that mirrors theirs. Your strategy may be similar to the business or leader you're modeling, or you adjust it for your present circumstances. So, I started looking at other businesses, studying how they came to where they're today. After all, their techniques worked for them, they could work for me. But for some reason, my efforts made very little, if any, success and income. I was frustrated because I could see others making money successfully. What was I doing wrong? It took me almost four years of studying, researching, and interviewing successful business people before I realized that what I was seeing on the surface wasn't their full arsenal of skills and strategies. The entrepreneurs who were making decent money were doing it through steps and processes invisible to the naked eye while I had learned and modeled the part of their businesses that I could see. Multiple things were happening behind the scenes that made the magic work. I found that the difference between a $10,000 and $1 million business was all the things happening after a buyer initially contacted those businesses. It took me years to discover and master these hidden skills below the surface of the iceberg, but when I did it, the results spoke for themselves. I wanted to launch Skillfront because I know there are entrepreneurs like me who have been trying to be successful, yet are not having much success. This and other Skillfront programs are the culmination of a decade spent analyzing thousands of companies and their success models. I have built a number of successful companies of my own, and I have worked with tens of thousands of students and clients to guide them to build businesses in every industry you can dream of, both online and offline.
This and other programs in the Skillfront platform will unlock the practical skills and frameworks that are mastered and continuously used by champion businesses and leaders in their industries. I hope that while you're learning those skills, you will realize your dreams of success are a lot closer than you think. You will soon see that by providing a ton of value, communicating effectively with your audience, and building out your sales processes and flows in a very strategic way, you can get your product, service, and message out to the world, and you can get paid what you're worth while doing it. All skills you're going to learn are evergreen. If you've tried to learn how to build and grow your company in the past, you've probably purchased books and courses that teach systems that worked when they were created but became outdated, often, before they even reached a wider audience and found their way to you. Skillfront programs, on the other hand, are playbooks for creating and scaling successful businesses that will exponentially increase your sales and income. Skillfront teaches evergreen skills, frameworks, and strategies that will be just as useful 20 years from now as they are today. It's the mission of the Skillfront to focus on principles and methods that are timelines, even if technologies and tools change. We don't just teach this stuff, we actually do it. There are many people teaching business and entrepreneurship from one or another angle, and the vast majority of them are making money by teaching other people's business strategies. Russell Brunson calls those people shovel sellers because during the gold rush, the people who made the most money were the ones selling the shovels. Today's modern shovel sellers are selling you those strategies without actually using any of the techniques themselves. The difference between Skillfront and most others is that we actually do this for real. That's right. The skills we are going to reveal to you have been learned and then verified by our own real-world practices, or we have earned them after thousands of tests, sleepless nights, mistakes, trials, errors, successes, as well as failures. We have tried these skills in countless different industries, from law practices to multinational e-commerce giants, from coaching services to software as a service providers, from physical product retailers online and offline to real estate brokers, from healthcare fitness, wellness and leisure providers to sport clubs and educational institutions, and everything else you ever imagine in between. We also directly work with hundreds of other businesses, advising them and increasing their profitability in almost every niche and industry you can dream of. I am excited for you to dive in and have some fun with this. So, let's get started. Skill 1. Embrace that a business is not only about making money, make something people want. There's nothing more valuable than an unmeet need that is just becoming fixable. If you find something broken that you can fix for a lot of people, you've found a gold mine. Paul Graham, founder of Y Combinator, venture capitalists. Most people think that more than half of new businesses fail during the first year. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, this isn't necessarily true. Data from the BLS shows that approximately 20% of new businesses fail during the first two years of being open, 45% during the first five years, and 65% during the first 10 years. Only 25% of new businesses make it to 15 years or more. These statistics haven't changed much over time and have been relatively consistent since the 1990s. Why do 65% of businesses fail within 10 years? While there may be many contributing factors, there is one major factor why businesses fail. What is the one major problem? As you're engaging with this material, I know that you may want to quit your job, build an extra income, start your entrepreneurial journey, or grow your company to its next level. Yet, we need to take a break and examine why companies fail to ensure that you're not setting off on your journey for the wrong reason, only for money. Let's imagine that you and I own a company, 
and we're looking for a consultancy agency to optimize our company sales processes. I want you to take a moment and look at the next picture. Now let's discuss why we would contract the agency of this entrepreneur on the picture for our own hypothetical business. If you are like me, I am sure that you also emphasize the difficult time this person is going through. Again, you must be feeling that he and his consulting agency most certainly miss the financial means that separate him from the life of his dreams. Question, is his desperation a good enough reason to give him our contract? Answer, I don't know you, but I don't possess the extra cash to eventually flush down the toilet without having a clear idea about what I am investing for. Question, what do we know about this person? Answer, not much except that he owns and runs a consultancy agency. Question, why should we contract this person answer, he and his company may be the best contractor we could ever hire for the hypothetical company of ours, but he doesn't actually give us any reason to award him with our contract. All these questions tie to the most important one, what is the value this person can offer us? Answer, we don't know, so in the right states of our minds, we don't hire him, he is getting one step closer to shutting down his business. Most people, and maybe you used to too, think that businesses are shutting down because of money or the lack thereof. In fact, this is why most people aren't and shouldn't be entrepreneurs. Financials are not the root cause of why businesses fail, but they are merely the end effect of the one major problem, the value, a business provides to its clients. If it's not about money, then why are we in business? While you and I are running our own imaginary business, we can't afford to waste our capital and, most importantly, our time without having a clear idea and determination, about what kind of value we're going to offer our clients. Our goal would be as simple as the following, we want to establish a repeatable process, also known as a business, that creates values, also known as benefits, for our clients, so they want to exchange those values, packaged as products or services, with their money. The more value we offer, the more we are going to earn. Our focus is to create value at our highest levels possible. Everything else is a hobby. If we started on this journey by focusing on making money rather than creating values for our clients, we would serve neither their interests nor ours. We are going to keep the interests of our clients above our own interests, so we will not only have them as lifetime repeat clients, but also they will refer our business to other people they care about. In our upcoming Skillfront programs, I am also going to teach you how to maximize lifetime value you can create for your clients in your market by finding product and service ideas, mastering marketing, sales, and closing skills, establishing future-based causes, leader identities, self-liquidating lead capture flows, value ladders, hooks, storers, offers, offer stacks, backend flows, and tens if not hundreds of other skills which serve thousands of my students and clients up to today. If you may have noticed from my language, I don't suggest you focus on maximizing the lifetime earnings you would get from your clients, but maximizing the lifetime value you offer them. Your earning will be merely the byproduct of value you generate for them. Each of these new skills that you're going to learn is going to give you a raise, if and only you manage to create additional value for your clients. 5 Interdependent Processes That Constitute All Businesses Let's talk about the other components of our business. A business is a repeatable process that, 1, create and deliver something of value, 2, that other people want or need, 3, at a price, they're willing to pay, 4, in a way that satisfies customers' needs and expectations, 5, so that the business brings in enough profit to make it worthwhile for the owner to continue operation. It doesn't matter if you're a solo entrepreneur and running a one-man show, 
or you're running a billion dollar brand. If you take any one of these five elements away, then you don't have a business. A venture that doesn't create value for others is a hobby. A venture that doesn't offer something other people want is a flop. A venture that doesn't sell is a non-profit. A venture that doesn't deliver its promise is a joke, for the sake of saying it politely. A venture that doesn't bring in enough income to keep operating will ultimately close. At the core, every business is fundamentally a collection of five interdependent processes, each of which flows into the next. 1. Value creation, discovering what people need or want, then creating it. 2. Marketing, attracting attention and building demand for what you have created. 3. Sales, turning prospective customers into paying customers. 4. Value delivery, giving your customers what you've promised and ensuring that they're satisfied. 5. Finance, bringing enough money to keep going and make your effort worthwhile. These five processes are the basis of every good business idea and business plan. As a skill front entrepreneur, if you can clearly define each of these five processes, you'll have a complete understanding of how everything works. These five processes will also enable you to fix impediments in your business. If your business is not performing as good as you want it to be, the problem must be in one or multiple of these processes. For example, you can have the best product and the best sales processes in place, but if your product doesn't create enough value for prospective customers to compensate for the money you're asking for, they're never going to buy it. If you can't describe or diagram your business idea in terms of these five core processes, you probably haven't understood it well enough yet to make it work. The Attract, Connect, Serve, Acts, Framework to Guide Your Interactions In one of the upcoming Skillfront programs, I am also going to teach you Skillfront's Attract, Connect, Serve, Acts, Framework. This proprietary framework will portray the blueprint of all interactions between your business and your clients. For Attract, you're going to learn how to create your honest and sincere message to hook your prospective customers and filter out the rest. See for Connect, then you're going to learn how to help them personally, rapidly create value for them, and rightfully earn their trusts. As for Serve, ultimately, you ascend them in your value ladder to offer more value and serve them at your highest levels possible by solving their more significant and or other relevant problems. The Axe framework will also enable you to design your business and rectify its potential problems and inefficiencies by deploying more transparent lenses in even more straightforward steps and processes. Summary Skill 1. Businesses don't fail because they're out of money, but they're out of value in their client size, which generates money for them. Your income will be merely the byproduct of the value your business generates for your audience. The more the value you generate, the more the income you're going to deserve and earn. Without any exceptions, all businesses are a combination of five interdependent processes, value creation, marketing, sales, delivery, and finance. The Attract, Connect, Serve, Acts framework will guide your interactions with your clients to maximize the value you offer, and fix problems in your systems. Skill 2. Fall in love with the problems you solve, not only with your solutions. Upgrade your user, not your product. Value is less about the stuff and more about the stuff the stuff enables. Don't build better cameras, build better photographers. Kathy Sierra, co-creator of Headfirst series. A few years after we got married, my husband and I decided that we wanted to start a family, and we were so excited about it. I tried to get pregnant, and unfortunately, we weren't able to. We tried for a year, year and a half, and it started to get to a point where we were terrified, like, what in the world are we going to do? Your whole life, you talk about growing up and finding your soulmate, getting married, having kids, that's the plan. 
that's the process, and we found out we weren't able to have kids, we started freaking out, what are we going to do then, what's the purpose, why are we even here, and it's a scary thing, I know that you may have gone through this process, or you are probably in it right now, and you feel the pain of it, and I don't make light of that at all because I remember very well what it felt like, I remember the pain that we were going through as a couple, especially as all the people that we knew around us, that we loved were having kids, and it was just like, we're so excited for them on the one hand, but on the other hand, it broke our hearts every single time, we didn't know what to do, we were trying all these things, we were reading the books and reading the online articles, all the things trying to figure out what to do, and nothing was working, and I remember I was driving to the office one morning, I stumbled upon a radio ad of a fertility doctor talking about how to help people get pregnant, a few days later, we're in the doctor sitting in the office, talking face to face with him, we went through the process to get pregnant, and I went back for the tests, and nothing happened, then we start getting discouraged like, do we really want to do this again it was an expensive process, and when we put all our energy and excitement into this thing, and it didn't happen, it was hard, and yet we decided to give it a try one more time, fast forward about 8 weeks later, my mobile phone rang, so I picked it up, and it was the assistant to the doctor, and she said, hey, I just wanted to let you guys know you're pregnant, and that's how it all started with our daughter, I shared this with you because what he did was not that big of a deal for this doctor, he went to school, learned his niche, here are the drugs, here's the process, and here's how it works, but that doctor, that entrepreneur, that person believed so much in what he did, he went out there, tried to get this message out about his art, he believes in his art so much, and he believes that his art can change people's lives so much that this doctor put forth the sacrifice and learned how to market his art, I had a chance to hear him on the radio, and my life was changed forever, every good thing in our lives happened because an entrepreneur took a risk, did something that maybe didn't make a lot of sense initially, put himself or herself out there to change everything for everyone else, the thing that makes us entrepreneurs weird is, while the majority of the world is trying to get rid of responsibility, entrepreneurs look at something and say, that's a problem, that's my problem, it's not my responsibility, but I'm going to take and figure out a way to solve this problem, that's what makes us entrepreneurs different, you may be at a high spot in growth mode in your business right now, you're having fun, or you are in the beginner mode, you're struggling, or you're in between, I want you to understand, no matter where you're in your business today, when you really look at it, say, look, my business is a calling, I've been called by something higher, it's calling me to do this, I am here placed on this earth to serve other people and solve their problems, when you look at it through that lens, everything else becomes easier, when you look at it like, I'm trying to figure out how to make more money for myself, business becomes harder, there's no way we would have served and helped so many people if we were trying to make a bunch of money on this, we believe our message so much, that's why we keep talking about it over and over and over and over and over, so we are consistent with it, that's why you're engaging with this training material here today, 12 forms of solving clients problems by exploiting 55 business models, having aligned on the fact that our topmost priority in business is to solve our clients problems, change their lives that wouldn't happen otherwise, it's the right moment now to start discussing 12 ways different forms to solve their problems, in order to successfully solve problems and provide value to another person, it must take on a form our clients are willing to pay, the value we create for our clients takes on one or multiple of the following 12 forms, product, create a tangible, car, building, table, pencil, 
or intangible, information product item or entity, then sell and deliver it for more than what it cost to make, service, provide help or assistance, then charge a fee for the benefits rendered, shared resource, create a durable, tangible, or intangible asset that can be used by many people, then charge for access, subscription, offer a benefit on an ongoing basis, and charge a recurring fee, resale, acquire an asset from a wholesaler, then sell that asset to a retail buyer at a higher price, lease, acquire an asset, then allow another person to use that asset for a predefined amount of time in exchange for a fee, agency, market and sell an asset or service you don't own on behalf of a third party, then collect a percentage of the transaction price as a fee, audience aggregation, get the attention of a group of people with certain characteristics, then sell access in the form of advertising to another business looking to reach that audience, loan, lend a certain amount of money, then collect payments over a predefined period of time equal to the original loan plus a predefined interest rate, option, offer the ability to take a predefined action for a fixed period of time in exchange for a fee, insurance, take on the risk of some specific bad thing happening to the policyholder in exchange for a predefined series of payments, then pay out claims only when the bad thing actually happens, capital, purchase an ownership stake in a business, then collect the corresponding portion of the profit as a one-time payout or ongoing dividend, coming closer to your business idea, how to select problems you solve, most consumers believe that they're reasonably proficient in understanding businesses around them, they don't hesitate more than a millisecond to give their opinions if a business idea of a family member or friend of theirs would work or not, furthermore, they are very generous, and sometimes mean, providing their feedback on how our company can perform better without having much insight into these companies' economic and competitive ecosystems. Most people do this when they attempt to comment about politics as well, by the way, but this goes out of our scope for today. That's the world of consumers, but not yours. As our producer, as a born-to-be entrepreneur, as a person, as a businessman, or as a businesswoman, you are now starting to observe businesses you interact with through different lenses. You're not meant to judge if a business is good or bad. Every company has strengths and weaknesses, and yours is or will not be an exception to this rule. Through your new lenses, your job now is to watch businesses around you to discover business models and forms of solving their clients' problems they apply. Above and below the surface of their iceberg, this new perception of reality, how those companies please you and make you want more of what they have to offer or how they leave a bitter taste in your mouth will be your main compass to design your own business and differentiate it from your competitors. As Skillfront, we did thorough research on business models and, most importantly, how they're being used to innovate and disrupt stone status quos of established industries. Guess how many different business models we have discovered 10, 20, 30, 40. Number. We have identified 55 business models for you. In our upcoming Skillfront programs, I will also teach you these 55 different business models. We keep on also elaborating on the 12 forms of solving problems further, which I just introduced to you today. These 55 business models plus 12 different forms of solving clients' problems are only one of the handy equipment you use every moment to serve your clients, outcompete rivals, and dominate your market. Summary. Skill 2. An entrepreneur takes the responsibility of solving a problem he may or may not own serve other people and solve their problems. When you look at entrepreneurship through that lens, everything else becomes easier. Tune your perception of reality about businesses around you, not judge them, but learn from their strengths and weaknesses. 
they will guide you to find your business idea and design it. Use one of multiple of 12 forms of solving clients' problems by exploiting 55 business models. Skill 3. Act and live like a producer, not like a consumer. At the moment of every day I must decide what I am going to do the next moment, and no one can make this decision for me, or to take my place in this. Joseph Ortega Garcet, philosopher and essayist. I was sitting in my university classroom, doing the math, and trying to figure out how much my professor was making per hour. I assumed he was making about 50,000 US dollars per year. My estimate may have been low or high, I had no idea. If he was working 40 hour weeks, then he must be making about 25 US dollars per hour. I then looked at the non-fiction how to book I had bought the night before. I had paid 49 US dollars for the book, and I thought it was awesome. From my own network, I knew that the author sells, on average, at least 20 copies of that book per day. 20 copies. I was doing the math, and at 49 US dollars per book, he was making about 980 US dollars per day, or 357 US dollars 700 per year. The crazy part was the author must have only spent a few weeks writing the book because it was 80% pictures and just 20% texts, and the craziest part was, when he was done with the book, he never had to write it again. The book was doing the teaching for him. He was able to create it once and then get paid for it over and over again. That's my own personal aha moment when I realized I didn't want to sell my knowledge and skills by the hour like my professor was doing. I wanted to sell it like this author, and so that's what I did. And I did this all by focusing on one thing, using my knowledge and skills and serving my audience the right way. Understand the difference between producer and consumer mindsets. The saying goes like, work smarter, not harder. I want to take this statement a bit further and elaborate on its meaning for our latest skill front entrepreneur, for you. Skill front entrepreneurs have the moral obligation to work smarter, so they can serve their markets, satisfy the needs of their clients, and working harder is merely a personal option of theirs. As a skill front entrepreneur, you are no longer a consumer of your hours to exchange them with a fixed hourly fee. The sad part for most people who choose to sell their time by the hours is that their fixed hourly rates won't deviate much, if any, even if they work smarter. That is why most of them willingly or unwillingly choose to work neither smarter nor harder. As of today, you're the producer of durable assets, products, services, or productized services, in summary, values, for your target market, so those assets will be serving your clients while you're on vacation or even while you're sleeping. I personally try to work smarter, and I am 100% positive that I work harder to be able to passionately serve the skill front audience at my highest levels possible. Nonetheless, many small business entrepreneurs I know, typically choose to work only a few hours a day but still manage to earn six-figure yearly net incomes. They accomplish that because they're not compensated by the hours spent at work but by the values, benefits, and change they create for their clients. You're in the business of marketing and sales of what your business does. Imagine Bob, a highly trained dentist who sets off founding his own dental practice. Imagine Alice, a ceramics designer with a great sense of art and functionality who sets off selling her products online. Imagine Janice, an experienced interior architect who is looking for ways to reach broader prospective clients and capture leads in her local town. And finally, imagine Greg founder of a factory that produces delicate machinery parts with a keen focus on precision and quality, and he wants to serve major engineering companies nationally, and internationally that can benefit from his products. There aren't many commonalities in what these businesses do to serve their clients. 
except for two things. 1. Their founders all genuinely believe that what they have is useful and valuable to their clients. 2. Unless those founders find their ways to their prospective clients, sell their products and services, they will never be able to serve them. It really doesn't matter how much, how long, or how hard they have been trained, how sophisticated their products are, or how skilled, ambitious, and well-intended they're there to serve their clients. Those founders' inability to market themselves, sell what their businesses have to offer would be a huge disservice for their potential clients, because most of the time, those clients will have to settle with less value for their money when they choose to work with competitors rather than these founders. When it comes right down to it, there are really only three areas of any business. 1. Generating leads marketing. 2. Converting leads into clients, sales. 3. Fulfilling the promise of the sale, delivery, the doing part of the business. In years of consulting to thousands of business owners, the overwhelming majority of them tend to hide out in this third area of their businesses, concentrating almost all of their time, effort, and resources on the doing part of their businesses. If you ask them what they do, they all define themselves in precisely that way like I'm a dentist, I'm a designer, I'm an architect or I am a manufacturer etc. Nonetheless, without any exception that I can recall at the moment, the most successful ones among those entrepreneurs have always concentrated on all of these three areas equally without neglecting one over another. Stick those words on your wall. If you truly believe that what you have is useful and valuable to your clients, then you have a moral obligation to market and sell them, so your clients can benefit from what you offer. Entrepreneurship is not all about sunshine, roses, and celebrations. It's time for you to face the uncomfortable truth, so you can clearly understand what differentiates success from failure at entrepreneurship. I want you to clearly see that your ability to market and sell what your business offers will make or break your business. If you have a dream to make your business a successful case study, there is only one single path that will guide you there. Invest your time in building your skills to master the science and art of sales and marketing. You and your business are not exceptions to this rule regardless of what you do, where you're, and what your industry is. Even if you operate a non-profit company, you have to market and sell so you can stay relevant and serve whoever benefits from what you have to offer. How to manage your time to focus on marketing sales and delivery aspects of your business equally. About 15 years ago, an economist changed my life forever. It's a shame that I've never had a chance to talk to him. Vilfredo Pareto was a controversial economist and sociologist lived from 1848 to 1923. He was part of the political economy department at the University of Lausanne in Switzerland. His seminal work was the Pareto's Law or the Pareto Distribution, and in the last decade, it was called the 80-stroke-20 principle. The original mathematical formula used by Vilfredo Pareto demonstrated that 80% of wealth and income was produced and possessed by 20% of the population, and more critical, this also applied outside economics. Pareto's law can be summarized like, 80% of the outputs result from 20% of the inputs. Here are a few ideas on how you can profit from Pareto's law to manage your time as an entrepreneur, so you can focus on marketing sales, and delivery aspects of your business equally. Which 20% of your clients are causing 80% of your delivery problems? What can you do about these clients? Are they the right clients for your business? Which 20% of your activities are resulting in 80% of your delivery? What can you do about these 80% of activities contributing to only 20% of your delivery? Can you outsource or even eliminate some of them? 
which 20% of the prospective client types you do marketing result in 80% of your sales. How and where can you find more of those particular prospective client types, which 20% of clients are generating 80% of your income? What can you do to sell and serve more to them? These were only a few of my own 80-stroke-20-based questions that I often use. The list is infinitely long and diverse. The possibilities are only limited by your own imagination. Think about the right questions like Mr. Vilfredo Pareto would have asked, then your correct answers will intuitively follow. Bear in mind that the ratio is often skewed even more severely. 90-stroke-10, 95-stroke-5, or even 99-stroke-1 are not uncommon but the minimum ratio to seek is 80 stroke 20. Another question that I had to ask once was, which 1% of your employees are causing 99% of issues the reduced team's morale and motivation that negatively impact quality, costs, and speed of your projects? Entrepreneurs are those who make things happen. Parkinson's law states that, work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. Set a time box to avoid bureaucracy and overcomplexity. Pareto's law and Parkinson's law offer you two synergistic approaches to increase productivity that are inversions to each other. 1. Pareto's law guides you to limit tasks to the important to shorten work time. 2. Parkinson's law guides you to shorten work time to limit tasks to the important. Steps to master in sales and marketing. If you're looking for a get-rich-quick schema, Skillfront will be unable to help you out. If you're looking for a work-hard-and-build-an-awesome-company schema, then Skillfront will be your home to build your skills and excel on your own entrepreneurship journey. We haven't designed today's program to teach you sales and marketing. Yet, one of the chief goals of this program is to help you embrace the impact of sales and marketing practices, or lack thereof, at your business. There can never be one single program designed by Skillfront or someone else to make you an expert in sales and marketing. The only way to get good at the art of sales and marketing is to become a lifelong student of it, just like you're the lifelong student of our own subject matter expertise with which you serve value to your clients and change their lives. Make it your priority for today to digest that successful entrepreneurs have always concentrated on marketing, sales, and delivery aspects of their businesses equally without neglecting one over another. In our upcoming programs, we will be covering a multitude of various skills to help you excel in finding and selecting markets, identifying and selecting product and service ideas, identifying and finding more of your dream customers, generating leads, finding your voice, establishing yourself as a credible expert and leader, building offers, offer stacks and value ladders, attract, connect, serve, acts, framework, business model innovation, modeling minimum viable products, MVPs, and testing markets, adding value to your clients and selling via backend flows, persuasion, negotiation and closing, and much, much more. Summary. Skill 3. An entrepreneur is not compensated by the hours spent at work but by the values, benefits, and change they create for their clients. An entrepreneur has the moral obligation to work smarter, so they can serve their markets, satisfy the needs of their clients, and working harder is merely a personal option of theirs. Your ability to succeed as an entrepreneur is one-to-one -one correlated to your ability to market, sell, and deliver what your business does. If you genuinely believe that what you have is useful and valuable to your clients, then you have a moral obligation to market and sell them, so your clients can benefit from what you offer. 80% of the outputs result from 20% of the inputs. Think about the right 80-stroke-20 questions like Mr. Vilfredo Pareto would have asked. 
then your correct answers will intuitively follow. Limit tasks to the important to shorten work time, shorten work time to limit tasks to the important. Focusing on essentials will enable you to avoid complexity and bureaucracy. The only way to get good at the art of sales and marketing is to become a lifelong student of it. If you're looking for a work hard and build an awesome company schema, then Skillfront will be your home to build your skills and succeed. Skill 4. Don't make your expertise an excuse to not become a generalist. Discoveries are often made by not following instructions, by going off the main road, by trying the untried. Frank Tiger, political cartoonist and columnists, about five years ago, two of my friends, I had the privilege and honor to know them, were coincidentally coming from remarkably similar backgrounds. They were both in the late 20s, and both had accounting degrees. They both had worked for financial institutions. Back then, they were both intended to independently establish their own businesses to offer services in their own subject matter expertise, accounting, and finance. Fast forward five years later, one of them employs 20-plus employees, possesses a 24-stroke 7-up and running software as a service platform that runs accounting, payroll, document keeping, and tax declarations for her clients. And most importantly, every month, her business acquires tens of new corporate accounts. Meanwhile, the other friend of mine, although he is doing well financially and he can successfully provide for his family, he is still unable to hire assistants and employees, and rent the large office space he dreamt of to host his clients in the business center of the city. This skill aims to clearly teach you the one single entrepreneurial attitude that mostly differentiated these two friends of mine and their success levels. That skill is about whether you decide to act and grow as a specialist or a generalist. As Jess McMullen, the founder of the Cytostrategy Management Consultancy Company, states, there is a seduction to being an expert, an assumption in society that credibility relies on deep, and narrow, expertise. However, for people operating at the edges, intersections, and overlaps where innovation thrives, being a generalist is far more powerful, I couldn't agree with this more. Most of us, including myself, have grown up in families, cultures, and environments where there have been immense respect for experts and authority figures. That's why most of us chose a specialization at high schools and universities and graduate with degrees that document our specialty. One single specialty. We become hairdressers, journalists, teachers, doctors, lawyers, engineers, and so on. My goal here is not to undermine the importance of specialists. We need doctors in the hospitals to make us and our loved ones healthy again. We need trained engineers to build heating systems in our buildings, so we can enjoy the cold winters with our home's warmth. We need pilots to fly airplanes, so we can see our friends and family, and we can discover the world. We need teachers, so our children can learn information of the world. There can't be any debates about the importance of specialists we have around us. We need them in all industries and all dimensions of our lives. And yet, when we set off building our own businesses as entrepreneurs, our biggest asset until that moment, our addiction to become specialists in our own niches, suddenly becomes one of our most significant obstacles to thrive our businesses and serve our clients by creating values for them. That obstacle is precisely what slowed down one of my friends I mentioned earlier on his entrepreneurship journey, so he has been unable to realize the full spectrum of his dreams yet. If he were going to run an accounting business, he would be better off knowing the science and art of accounting, having the right specialty to serve his clients at his highest levels possible. That's indisputable, and he thoroughly checked this box. Nonetheless, 
I already saw the pitfall in front of him, so when I tried to give him some friendly ideas about how similar service businesses were being innovatively launched in other industries, he said to me, I want to build my business in a classical way, because he chose to narrowly focus on his niche and ignored seeing intersections, matching, and mixing ideas of working business models from various sectors. He just ended up building a classical accounting company that you couldn't differentiate from hundreds of other companies in the town. In contrast, the other friend of mine chose to create a software as a service, SH, company which was totally used to be out of her comfort zone. She taught herself how to talk to software developers. She learned how to hire good ones among them and how to lead them. She frequently attended events, researched tens of different markets, paid from her own pocket to industry specialists to learn the SAH and what it could mean to her own niche. Finally, thanks to SAH's possibilities, she created productized services and reduced delivery expenses required to serve her clients. Hence, she was able to design attractive offers to acquire clients from her competitors and disrupt the niche market ecosystem in which she operates. As an entrepreneur, especially if you're just starting, your business can't afford to be one of the many others. Nobody would pay attention to what you do because you are simply one of many. Truth to be spoken, most of the time, your business can't be better than others too, because of the lack of time, money, people, and other resources you can think of. But from day one, you can and must do one thing to get a share from your market, then dominate it afterward. This one thing is, you need to be creative, original, and different, and your business needs to be clearly differentiable so your clients will keep on coming to you instead of going to your competitors. And if you choose to act with a generalist mindset and keep on building your skills as my SAH entrepreneur friend did, you will see the forest as well as the trees, and you know how to adapt nimbly and flexibly with a view to the big picture and main chance. As an entrepreneur, that's pretty crucial for you. If you don't want to limit your opportunities by your own hands, don't make your expertise an excuse to not become a generalist. And let's get started to build and enhance your skills and know-how today. In our upcoming skill front programs and courses, we will be covering subjects around finding original ideas and disrupting markets in great detail. Still, I want to very briefly summarize three characteristics of generalists that you will always observe whenever you see an original business idea. 1. Architects, with their products and services, they either build new markets or entirely transform existing markets. Examples. Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, 2. Integrators, they integrate business models from entirely different markets to their own niches. Example, Nestle, Nespresso, started using Gillette's razor and blade business model to sell affordable and high-end coffee machines, but their primary source of income is selling coffee capsules. 3. Original mixers, they mix ideas and concepts in ways that they have never been thought of or tried before. Example, the Flying Bark Performance Group. Their work combines breakdance with modern ballet, performed to an electronic adaptation of Johann Sebastian Bach's The Well-Tempered Clavier if you have already engaged with this program so far. I know that the question for you is no longer if you're a creator or not. The remaining question for you is, what kind of a creator are you? An architect, an integrator, or an original mix are an example of a great deep generalist. David Ogilvy, the advertising genius who founded Ogilvy and Mather, exemplified the expert who, to great profit for himself and his clients, became a deep generalist. Early in his career, he won the prestigious Rolls-Royce account. Instead of holing up in a conference room to brainstorm creative ideas for the ad campaign, as many of his colleagues wanted to do, 
he launched an in-depth study of the company and its cars. He spent weeks interviewing Rolls-Royce engineers and managers, and pored over every word that had ever been written about the company. In an obscure technical journal he read that the ticking of the dashboard clock is the loudest sound the driver can hear at 60 miles per hour. Ogilvy had found this idea, what to an engineer seemed like a mere statement of fact became for a creative advertiser the basis for an enormously successful and award-winning campaign for Rolls-Royce. Ogilvy took this phrase, the ticking of the dashboard clock, and built a major print advertising program around it, using it as the headline for full-page ads in upper-crust British magazines. Later, other car manufacturers pirated Ogilvy's idea for their own publicity, and consequently interior quietness has for many years been featured as a key benefit in hundreds of other car ads. Ogilvy was quite clear about his philosophy of learning, whereas many advertising professionals relied on creative instinct alone to develop new ideas. Ogilvy believed in doing in-depth research about every aspect of a company's products, customers, and competitors. In his classic book, Ogilvy on Advertising, in a section entitled Pursuit of Knowledge, he writes, I once asked Sir Hugh Rigby, Sergeant to King George V, what makes our great sergeant Sir Hugh responded, there isn't much to choose between sergeants in manual dexterity. What distinguishes the great sergeant is that he knows more than other sergeants, it is the same with advertising agents, the good ones know more. Like some other great inventors in business such as Peter Drucker, Ogilvy practiced a number of trades, apprentice chef, stove salesman, farmer, and British intelligence agent, before settling in to become one of the greatest advertising geniuses of all time. Summary, Skill 4 when we set off building our own businesses as entrepreneurs, our addiction to become specialists in our own niches, suddenly becomes one of our most significant obstacles to thrive our businesses and serve our clients by creating values for them. For people like entrepreneurs operating at the edges, intersections, and overlaps where innovation thrives, being a generalist is far more powerful. Your business can't afford to be one of the many others. You need to be creative, original, and different and your business must be differentiable. If you don't want to limit your opportunities by your own hands, don't make your expertise an excuse to not become a generalist and start building and enhancing your skills and know-how today. Next time you examine a business idea, see it from the lenses of an architect, an integrator, or an original mixer, identify how it's different from its competition. Skill 5. Learn that you're either all in or all out. There is no success in between. Action comes about if and only if we find a discrepancy between what we are experiencing and what we want to experience. Philip J. Runkle, Professor of Psychology and Education, University of Oregon. We have covered a lot of exciting topics in this program so far. Those skills that I disclosed helped me more than everything else on my own career and entrepreneurial journey. Nonetheless, I have never been able to find the compilation and concise summary of these skills in another resource and institution neither in my college nor in my economy and law school nor in my business school, for which I had to pay my entire youth savings. I wish I had known at least one or two of these skills when I was only 20 years old, so I didn't have to take more than 10 years of my career to learn them and start using them every single day for my own business. That's precisely why I wanted to cover them in our Foundations of Business and Entrepreneurship program. With this fifth and last skill in our program today, I would like to emphasize to you that entrepreneurship is not something that can work if one goes it only halfway. I want to be 100% frank with you, so you don't take this lightly. 
Either you go all in and succeed, or you get out and cut your losses because you will suffer so much time and money and stress. You may be wondering now if you have to quit your job or you need to be a risk taker to be an entrepreneur. No on all two counts, most entrepreneurs I know of, including myself, have built their businesses during their own free times while they're still having their day jobs, and they only quit their corporate treadmills once the extra income from their own businesses exceeded their salaries. You may also be wondering if you need to be a single 20-something to get started. Not at all. Entrepreneurship is for everyone with the right mindset who is sick of the deferred life plan and wants to live life large instead of postponing it. If you're tired of the standard menu of options and prepared to enter a world of infinite possibilities, entrepreneurship is for you. Or you may be wondering if you need to be a graduate from a top-notch university to become a successful entrepreneur. Number. Top academic schools are great but there are unrecognized benefits to not coming out of one. Most graduates from top-notch schools are funneled into 30 to 40 years of soul-crushing jobs as the default path. How do I know? I have been there, and I saw the destruction. Entrepreneurship reverses it. If you're hungry enough, if you want it bad enough, you will have the drive to play the whole game. Like everything you want to excel at in life, you need to make some sacrifices to make dreams come true. Know what you want, where you are going and have a plan of action that you can realistically succeed. The ones who have been publicly perceived as successful entrepreneurs unexceptionally believe that most people don't realize the sacrifices that entrepreneurs have to make, not only putting in the crazy hours but after spending all the time and money, there is no guarantee that you will be rewarded for it. It doesn't matter if you worked 80 hours a week for a year or two, you can still fail, and nobody is going to pay you for your effort. We all have entrepreneurial scars. And if you don't have them yet, you're going to get them, but don't let those keep you from your next success. You have to be willing to embrace them and share the failures and mistakes you've made with others. That's the only way you'll be able to learn from them, move on and grow in the process. As I share my entrepreneurial scars, I found that it draws people closer, so I hope this skill helps you relieve some of that pressure you may have on you. Because if you don't keep risking, trying, and keep getting those scars, where is the world going to be? Where are you going to be? Where are the people you're serving going to be? They need you, and it's worth the risk, worth the sacrifice, worth your efforts. Then go back to work now and enjoy the journey. Summary. Skill 5. You don't have to quit your job or take risks to get started as an entrepreneur. Most people had done it when they still had a day job. Entrepreneurship is for everyone with the right mindset who is sick of the deferred life plan and wants to live life large instead of postponing it. You don't have to be a graduate from a top-notch university to build your own business. Most people don't realize the sacrifices that entrepreneurs have to make. Embrace your failures and sacrifices. Share them with others. That's the only way you'll be able to learn from them, move on and grow in the process. If you're hungry enough, if you want it bad enough, you will have the drive to play the whole game and succeed as an entrepreneur. Next steps for the pursuit of growth. The life you want, the marriage you want, the family that you want is going to be fueled by the business you build. Russell Brunson, author and CEO of ClickFunnels, How to Guarantee Your Position as a Successful Entrepreneur. I feel that it's now my job to inspire you to actually implement and execute what you have learned from this program. Let's face it, the big, vast economy is not going to accommodate you with more opportunities and more business without you taking some serious initial steps. The economy most likely doesn't even know you exist, up until now. You only operated as a small part of it, or you're just getting started. The government is not going to bail you out on your difficult days, 
and they certainly are not going to help you to advance and conquer on your entrepreneurship journey while you are setting yourself free. Something tells me that you didn't pick up this program because you are comfortable or satisfied with where you're in your career and business. Chances are you want to change or improve your career, build a side hustle, increase your level of flexibility and independence, or you want to simply have much security and more available options in life and business. Otherwise, you wouldn't have finished this program. Taking the time to pick up this program and study it suggests that you truly do want to do something different. For this, I acknowledge and congratulate you. Well done to you on getting this program. I applaud you for starting it and even more for finishing it. Now, if you want the world to give you a standing ovation, put lessons in it to work. Interestingly, one of the most effective ways of perfecting these disciplines is to help others attain success and implement these actions themselves. When people with common goals and motivations come together, they tend to learn faster and become a support system for one another. So gather a group of like-minded and highly driven people who refuse to live by the norms of the mediocre. Assemble a group to discuss this program and brainstorm it with you. Ask your family, friends, and other like-minded entrepreneurs to make this program as a team. Then help one another apply and commit to using the actions, hold one another accountable to these commitments. This is the game, and it's the most fun game that I've ever played. You now started getting the skills you need to start building your empire or make it bigger. During this journey that we've been on together through this program, we've covered a lot of things, but there are still a lot I am going to provide you. Everything you've learned in this program is literally the same thing we would discuss and do with you if one of my skill front advisors or I had a chance to fly to you and sit in your office. You now have access to the skills that will unlock the path of success in your business and ultimately in your life. You have just learned what took me a decade to discover and master. Tony Robbins often talks about how reading a book is like taking a decade of someone's life and compressing it down to a day. My entrepreneurial journey hasn't been all sunshine and roses. There have been many ups and downs, and I fought hard to learn all these skills in this program you have in your hands, and all other programs we have released, and we're going to release. It is my honor and privilege to be able to share them with you. I still remember the excitement as I learned each of these skills and use them for the business for the first time. Whenever I meet someone talking about our programs and skills they are learning from Skillfront, I get slightly jealous about how much fun it would be to rediscover all these skills. At this moment, you just officially became our latest Skillfront entrepreneur. I hope that you had as much fun learning as I did when I started my own journey. We will end this program now, and we will be happy to serve you again with another program. If you want to get up-to-the-minute ideas, keep yourself informed about other Skillfront programs like this one. Follow our pages on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. P.S. Don't forget, you're just one skill away. Thanks for learning with the skill front. I want to thank you for taking the time with our program. We hope you enjoyed studying this lecture as much as we had enjoyed while we were creating it. It would be our greatest pleasure if we managed to help you to learn a thing or two, which will guide you on your own exciting entrepreneurship journey. This program is a playbook. Don't just study it once and go on with business as usual. Keep it handy and refer to it often. Having these tactics and using them hand in hand will give you strategies to grow your business and career geometrically. And with that, thank you so much once again. And I wish you all the success you can dream of. Yelizo Bugafell, Skillfront, what's coming next? If you want to get up to the minute ideas, keep yourself informed about Skillfront programs like this one, follow our pages on LinkedIn. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Skillfront, our web address, www.
www.skillfront.com.